Hi, everybody. I'm here with Dr. Denise Warden. And uh, Denise, as you know from my past interviews with her, is a voracious researcher. Uh, she's a naturopathic MD, and she has been researching literally up to 12 hours a day these days and getting almost no sleep, trying to get her a fix on what's real here. What What is this virus? What's real? What are the numbers like? What can we do about it? You know, what's the actual threat and so forth. So uh, let's go to Denise because we're going to end up talking about some of what is is kind of giving way, which is standards right now. And also I, I want to ask her, we haven't talked about this, but I want to ask her about whole body enzymes. If we've got this stuff in our bodies and dying off and everything, let's talk to Denise about that too. So Denise, Welcome. Hi. Hi, <laughs> Regina. How are you? I'm good. I know you're crazy because you're getting almost no sleep. Well, that's anybody in healthcare right now. You know, we're really trying to take care of our patients and ourselves as much as we can. But, you know, the research side, I usually probably put in eight hours or nine hours a day all the time in researching yeah. many different things. That's nothing new for me, except I'm probably doing 12 hours now yeah. just on coronavirus. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, first of all, Denise, I think that the, the most difficult part for people is now virtually – most of the states have stay-at-home orders. Um, most of the states have canceled school the rest of the year. Um, I have a friend who just texted me, and she was crying because she didn't know how she was going to make the rent, and the landlord called everyone in the complex and said, hey, can you pay 20% this month? Everybody's having to make deals right now and pull together. But the reality is we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't even know what it is exactly, but we're here with it and we're shut down and economically things are coming to a halt. They've come to a halt and that affects you, the people you pay in your business and private contractors are kind of screwed right now. So we've got all this going on and then we have the physical part of it. So let's first, let me ask you, what are you figuring out, if anything, about the sheer numbers of people and what the actual percentage threat is? Because uh, last night I was online looking at Two years ago, the number of people, 19 million Americans had the flu, 60,000 died. That was the, the flu of two years ago, okay? So let's just start there and you go with it. Right. Well, the, the real answer is we don't know really. Even what you're hearing, it's over a million uh, cases now and how many deaths. We really don't know. In the long run, there are other people dying that may be coming down to saying they died of heart disease, this or that, and never even got tested for the, disease, for the COVID. So we don't know the actual numbers. What we do know is that the hospitals are flooded. And that is my number one thing that I'm on my Facebook lives and things like that, Regina, that I'm trying to tell people, listen, this sequestering down is not just about protecting you and your neighbor and your kids. We're trying to flatten the curve. It's really trying to give the hospitals time so that we can have the mask, have the gear. I'm in medical and we haven't been able, I had to, I have a few masks um, just for myself and my staff. And that's unusual. Most physicians offices don't, we don't have the gear. So what we're trying to do is slow it down enough. So we have the gear back to the numbers. They're big. They're going to get bigger. Some states, New York's in probably getting close to its peak and then it'll calm down a little bit. But the other states that say, oh, we only have a few, it's coming. 
you, you, you know, you're either in initial, what we call the initiation phase, and then you get to the peak phase, and then it starts coming down. Each state's going to go through its own, and by the time it's done, the prediction is usually about 200, over uh, 2 million, we think, will be infected. What's the death rate from that? It changes. You know, we're Nobody hearing knows. up to 3.4%. Yeah, 1% to 3.4%. We don't know yet, but what we do know is that we don't have enough doctors, we don't have enough healthcare workers, we don't have enough equipment, respirators, we're not prepared. That's what we know. Let me ask you something on that because now yeah. we're getting we're getting videos from all over the world, different countries. Saw one from Germany recently that I thought was pretty well done, independent journalists. They're they're not flooded. Their hospitals aren't flooded there. Certainly yeah. not the main ones. And then you hear others like um Kaiser Permanente, Sacramento, very busy hospital, canceled yeah. elective surgeries. They don't have anybody around there either. So right. we're finding that because of this precaution they took to cancel these elective surgeries, there are some hospitals that actually have less going on, but you're saying there's, there are others in key areas that are kind of stretched to the max. Right, and they may have less going on, but they're getting prepared because it's that initial peak phase, mm -hmm. right? It depends on where they are. They know, like, you know, in Arizona, it might be 556 cases today, but tomorrow it may be a you know, a, a 2000, right. it just keeps multiplying. And so what they're trying to do is get ready. Some hospitals are already flooded. Look at New York, you know, look at some of these um, areas that we've got that have, uh, you know, off of boats and in parks, trying to see patients wherever they've got. What we need to do is stay home, sequester, so we can try to get enough healthcare workers to help us. But Regina, this is what breaks me heart, my heart. When I have uh, colleagues in Italy, I went there this year, I went to a lot of these other countries, France and all, but yeah. in Italy, you know, they're having to try to, uh, it's called selective. Uh, it's, it's the physicians have to decide who's going to get the respirator. And it may come down to that. I hope it doesn't, but it may come down to that in this country as well. That means if you've got a, let's say a 56 year old patient, 56, and they might have some hypertension, this or that, right? Um, they might even have diabetes. And then you've got a 75 year old, but extremely healthy nothing else going on. That doctor has to make the decision who gets that respirator. And there's not, we're trying to put together, the, the nationals are looking at put together what's the hierarchy to even help the physician make the decision who lives and who dies. Okay, so let's get back to that flu of two years ago so we can kind yep. of put it in perspective. So we had nine, this is just American-centric at the yep. moment. Um, yep. That was what yep. I was reading late last night. So right. we had 19 million people with the flu. We yep. had 60,000 that died from that particular flu. Right. Now, were, there was no mention that the hospitals were essentially ill-equipped to handle that. It seemed kind of like just another bad flu season. Here we have much lower numbers. So tell us why this is so unique. I mean, I know it's a novel right. virus. Some believe it was part, it was yeah. lab tinkered with. It doesn't matter where it came from. It's novel. Our bodies don't recognize right. it. But just right. numbers-wise. Sure. Are they expecting more than that 19 million and 60,000 deaths? I don't yeah. know that part. Yeah, we're expecting more than that. And here's the thing, it's coming on faster. The flu season usually is over months, right? Mm -hmm. And usually most people with the flu do not need respirators. 
You know, right. that's not something that would help them survive. The coronavirus actually needs, and when they get into that serious state with the cytokine storm, which we might talk about in a minute, what is that? Right. But when it's there, respirators can make the difference in life and death. And it's because it's so quick and so close together, we're just overwhelmed. The yeah. body and the system. Right. Okay. That, that, that's clear. That, that explains that part of it. So let's talk about the cytokine kind storm. Um, I've done a couple different shows on it and just the immune system, gut health and so forth. And, right. and I wanted to get your take on what we can do in terms yeah. of natural procedures as well. But why does this just take over in such a different way, this novel virus uh, versus standard flu viruses? And why is it so much more deadly? Right. Well, um, it's because let's talk about what cytokine is really. A cytokine's not a bad guy. It's an immune system. Everybody's saying, "Oh my gosh, cytokines are bad." No, they're not. When we have an when we have an, a, an immediate infection, a bacteria, flu, novel virus, whatever it is, or we hurt ourselves, the body tells cytokines to wake up, go in there, and try to help fight it off. Now it's supposed to do that for a little bit of time and then calm down. In this, um, with some people, that doesn't calm down. It just keeps multiplying. Now it becomes a cytokine storm. Now it's damaging tissue. And in this instance, it's damaging uh, the pulmonary. It's damaging the lungs. And then it causes the lungs to fill with fluid, which has caused pneumonia. And that's what's killing you. So it's really when the cytokines get out of control. And with this particular virus, um, and not just this one, but a lot of them, cytokine is a normal phenomenon that happens. But this one, uh, it's a cytokine storm tends to be the thing that kills us. So the body is having kind of a hyper reaction to that's the right. particular COVID versus others in the past. And that's why we're saying the death rate is not like the common flu, which is 0.1%. That's a piece of it. That is a piece of it. But that, that's a, a, a decent way to explain cytokine. And here's what I find is happening in the alternative world. Everybody's going, okay, take this, take this, do this supplement, take this much to build your immune system. Well, guess what? Some of these things actually help uh, to increase a cytokine response. That's not what you want. Okay, now, let's talk about that because we haven't yep. talked about it yet. What actually increases cytokine response and that we do not want to necessarily be boosting in relationship to this virus while yeah. still building a healthy immune system. That's right. That jury is still out, but there's thought that even mushrooms, we don't know. We don't know. Even mushrooms, things that everybody's saying, just take more of this, take more of that. If you go down to the physiology, the biochemistry of how some of these things work, they do help your body to wake up and say, hey, um, we want to build the immune system in the sense that we're trying to activate it, wake it up to be able to do this. Well, if you've already contracted uh, COVID and you don't even know it, the last thing I want to do is try to ask your body to produce more cytokines. Now, if it's the immediate, right when you're exposed, that's fine. But immediately after, no. And the problem, as you know, is a lot of people with this, uh, with the COVID, they don't have any symptoms or they have light symptoms. They don't even know they have it, but here's the problem. Even without symptoms, it's causing damage to the lungs. They're seeing pneumonia in patients that have no symptoms from this virus. So the point is we've got to be careful with what we're prescribing. The things that I'm suggesting really in studies have shown that they help modulate so that they're not necessarily going to keep your cytokines in a high active state. At the beginning, 
we may want it down or at the end. So turmeric's a good example, curcumin, right? Uh, some of the studies, and I can't say that anything that I'm going to tell you has been studied with COVID. It hasn't. It's too new, too novel. Have no idea. I want to preface that. Nothing, nothing has been studied with with this virus, really studied well. Vitamin C, maybe you'll talk about in a minute. But turmeric itself, we know some of the mechanisms of it because it's been studied a lot. It may suppress a cytokine release. So guess what? If you know you have contracted the virus or that you think you have, and you're like, well, okay, I've already been exposed. Now I don't want the cytokines to get out of control. That might be a time to be thinking about turmeric. Okay. But you know, but what so, about before as, as a preventative? Well, it, if it suppresses cytokines, remember, I want those cytokines at the beginning. Okay. Okay. They're going to help me maybe not have such a severe disease. So it's all about timing. The difference is, is how much virus, how your body's responding, who gets severe disease and who doesn't. There's a million things looking around that. We know males, for some reason, there's more. There may be a hormone component. There's all kinds of things that will play out in time. But right now, I want my cytokines to go in there at the beginning and fight. So I don't necessarily want something that's going to be suppressing it. So it's Okay, so let's talk about that. Which nutrients can we safely take that we know is going to give us a general standby good cytokine response? Right, well... I will tell you which in general are safe. Again, none have been studied against uh, cytokine, but I tell you in my community, pretty much everybody's in agreement. Zinc is a great idea. It helps stop viral replication. It does many other things with what interleukins, which are certain types of immune cells. And we know uh, a little bit about this uh, virus and how it's affecting those particular immune cells. So that's where my information is coming from and why I'm recommending what I am. So zinc should be fine, right? And you got to be careful not going really high doses of zinc for long periods of time. It's going to deplete your copper. And now you're going to have neuropathy in the fingers and the right toe. Out. Let's talk oh. about that briefly. Um, right. Thinking around 30 milligrams for most people. 30 to 50 is fine. And right now we're saying prevention. I'm even going higher than that. I'm saying two times a day for my patients, uh, but I know them. Now, if they have neuropathy and they have other things, then I'm going to stay lower. And this is where people need to work with somebody that knows what they're doing. If you don't, if your listeners are not working with somebody, they need to stay in the lower doses. But we got to go high enough for it to have effect. So, but you're right, between 30 and 50, but for most people, 50 milligrams two times a day. Now, there's a whole nother protocol as soon as I know they have the virus. Now, there's then there's a whole other protocol and amounts that now we start recommending different things in different ways. So talk about zinc. What, what changes with zinc if someone has contracted it? Then, then you're almost tripling the dose. Okay. Right. But again, you got to be careful. You got to make sure they have enough copper in there too. So, you know, it's, it's about doing it right. Um, vitamin A also helps. Um, that is, that is in particular with other viruses that look like this one again, not studied, right. but vitamin A too. Again, these you got to be careful. About fifteen hundred milligrams of vitamin A is going to be okay for everybody right now, prevention wise, unless they've got a liver issue. So again, be careful, everybody. Got to know kind of what you're doing, but you've got to be also know that vitamin the fat soluble vitamins, vitamin A, D, E, and K. Your body can't get rid of the excess. 
It can become toxic and cause some very bad problems for you. It can actually cause death. So it's more is not better when it comes to this. Don't just get a bottle and think I read something was good and you take all you want. You can kill yourself with these simple things. Um, the other one's quercetin uh, in, in our community of scientists and physicians that work in the nutraceutical world and nutrition and are clinically trained in it. Quercetin seems to be safe. It seems that it may not activate that cytokine system in a bad way. It's going to allow it to work at the beginning, but not, uh, and may not uh, keep it at a higher level. So I like the quercetin. NAC, N-acetylcysteine, it's a great antioxidant. Um, we know that people with hypertension have, uh, at least by the beginning data, if you have hypertension, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, any of that, you may have a more severe reaction to the COVID, may be more likely to end up right in the, in the hospital. But I like NAC because in general, not about this virus, but in general, it's protected to the liver, the lung, and the heart. And those are three things, three organs we know this virus is damaging. Those organs are being damaged by this virus. Whether you have a symptom or not, you may be incurring some of that. So I, I really, I really like NAC for a lot of reasons. It helps. And if you do get um, a cytokine storm, it helps with the blood um, to get it back to the heart. So maybe we don't have a heart attack. Lots of reasons. Um, I like, uh, I've got my list here. Alpha lipoic acid, another good one. Uh, 300 milligrams, two times a day for most people. And that helps diabetics with neuropathy. It's a great one. That one is pretty safe for everybody to take. I really like the um, R form of the alpha lipoic acid. That's a good one. Um, I like to, green tea looks like for particular, it may be for the mechanisms that we know so far, may be protective. I'm not saying take the capsules with a lot of caffeine. I'm saying just drink green tea all day long. Green tea, I'd put uh, a turmeric uh, creamer in my coffee or tea in the mornings, right? Uh, and the probiotics. Now, we've got to be really, really careful with that microbiome. Again, because of that cytokine storm, it's not about just blanketly trying to do something with the immune system that we really don't know. Some of the ones we know a little bit more about, the ones I feel comfortable right now is um, L. salivaris because it's a probiotic that really kind of works in the upper respiratory system, right? And another one is, is Longum. I've got one called, um, that's got a kind of a combination, um, it's called Biozyme. And that has those enzymes in it that you talked about at the beginning, Regina. The so systemic because yeah, they're around and they're eating up necrotic tissue all the time anyway. This is all, just kind of cleaning up the blood. Well, and the, the, you know, the silkworm one, the Baluque, that in particular, again, we can't say how it's working with this, but a lot of data, and they've been sending even more studies that are being done in Asia with it. There's a lot of mechanisms of action of that that can be help, and from anti-inflammatory to not allowing uh, clots to form, all those kind of things, and debriding all that tissue, you know, those, those, that waste that you're talking about. Tell us a little bit, how do you spell that? Most people haven't Baluki. heard of it. Yeah, B-O-U-L-K-E. I can only get it from Canada. I've got it here. It's not on my website because I, I want to know who I'm prescribing it for. If somebody's on a blunt thinner, they can't do it or need to talk to their doctors, right? Okay, okay. But not on a blood thinner. Um, I do like, uh, I like that Baluke a lot. This is something I take all the time 
anyway at night for all the health reasons that I know. But I think it might be, it might in time prove helpful with this virus as well. Uh, let's see. And then one, I want to, I hesitate to even mention it, but uh, S, it's an S form of glutathione. Now, you had talked to me about detox, and maybe we'll talk about that in a minute, but that detoxification pathway right now is important to clean out and have going. And S glutathione um, under supervision, I think is a decent idea. And I would say go by what it says on the bottle. Any more than that, you can get into trouble. If you have cancer, I still wouldn't advise it. Um, I just don't because it can feed some other pathways. But um, S-glutathione is being recommended in the integrative medicine um, arena for there's two things we can do. We can try to prevent uh, viruses or try to help us prevent if we're going to get a virus, and then there's others that once we have it, that can help. So uh, I've mentioned the ones that, that work on both sides of that system. Again, we don't know with COVID, but I am, I am wary about everybody doing all this other stuff, herbals, all these other things, because they could be working against themselves. Now, when I'm asking you a question on herbals, yeah, yeah. what about good old fashioned oregano? Um, we don't know. And oregano, um, it, it is, it's, it's good for bacteria. We know a little bit about a, a virus, but we don't know as much about that cytokine storm with it. So I've just said, we've got enough other things that we do know. And that's why I'm saying stick with the basics, stick with the basics, because we, we just don't know. I don't want to. Now, the biggest one we haven't you talked didn't about. Say C yet. There you go. There you go. I was waiting for you to say, what about? I think you'd bring it up. In my community, my national association and many other integrative associations are calling on Congress. We're writing papers. We're doing things saying, please let these IV vitamin C's be available in the hospitals. We do have some preliminary data from China. We have case studies. We have some hospitals here doing it that the physicians have gone out on the lamb and said, okay, this goes back to right to try. And this is what I want your listeners to know. If you or a loved one ends up in that hospital and they go, well, we're not doing that. You say, I have a right to try. And you can get with our community to find out you have somebody in your area that can give the protocol and give that way to do it to the hospital, hospitalist to be able to do it. So I think vitamin C right now, two grams in a day, and it needs to be split. If you take your all your vitamin C all at once, and even in an IV, we know this, um, it's about two hours, it's going to be spiked, then it's going to drop off and you're not protected anymore. You're better off having it in the system. Like even with the IV, slow drip throughout. Um, so I'm recommending about two grams in a day split up. If somebody is sick, I go way higher than that. But now, you got to know, ask about bowel tolerance. At some point, you're going to hit the amount when your bowel movements get too loose and you're going to go, uh-oh, it's only transient. It'll go away. Just back off a little bit and then you'll normalize. That's yeah. the dose. That's the dose that I pretty much want everybody, yeah. as much as you can tolerate. <laughs> Sure. This is great because uh, some of these nutrients we've, I mean, people have heard about, um, certainly about zinc and vitamin C. Those are probably yeah. most commonly focused yeah. on, but some of these others are not ones that have been in probiotics, have not very necessarily been put in the mix. So yeah. I really appreciate that. Quercetin, alpha lipoic acid, and NAC, I think they're all important, very important. And those are the ones that I have my patients um, 
I hope you're enjoying this video because if you are, there are dozens more like it on my site, all supported by people like you. So if you'd like to keep this work rolling in and join our community, just click on the Patreon button at reginameredith.com. That also gives you access to insider commentary, my live book club, and other live events with special guests. So join in. Thanks. Yeah, and I think the tricky part of this too, now I'm going to get into something that you're not particularly comfortable with, but I've mentioned it in a couple blogs, so people that are, are watching this know. Okay, okay. You just hang with me. Okay, if the evidence that appears to be true from Nature Magazine, Nature Journal, and so forth, the, the articles are out there that this is uh, probably something that was manipulated with, okay, for purpose. And so if we're looking at the notion, and this isn't to frighten anyone, it's just a basic fact. Yeah. We're looking at the notion that the U.S., uh, China, most likely Israel, the Middle East, uh, North Korea, Russia, all these countries have bioweapons programs, okay? Sure. And they play with these viruses to do the most harm. The whole point is if you're going to manipulate a virus, you want it to have an effect and do the most harm. Yeah. So it seems to me that what we're dealing with here, if, that, if this one is what these various articles and the NIH, and some of these articles have been quoted literally uh, from the NIH. So this is not mysterious anymore. Everybody's read all of the sci-fi thrillers about bioweapons. It's just a reality. So if this is one that got out of the lab, of course it's going to have an extra confusing effect because the body doesn't know how to recognize it because things that shouldn't be together have been put together. And is that why, it, it, is it quite possible that's why everyone's having such a hard time trying to understand what to do with this one? Well, it, here's a couple things without getting myself in too much trouble, right? Do you I think with this audience? <laughs> I know that. <laughs> My medical board, I know. But, but here, do I think it's possible that it could have been developed as a bioweapon? Of course. We, we, it's, it's common knowledge. We have these, and where it came from is another thing. We know there's a plant there. Supposedly the United States, Fort Detrick to University of North Carolina, yeah. Chapel Hill. They, well, they all have it. So I have friends that are... Um, they are uh, counterterrorism to biological warfare. Yes, yes, okay? yeah. So, and that ex-CIA, this yeah. and that. And everybody's got an idea of what they think. Here's what I know, is that I believe that if this was meant to be released, it would have been a far more virulent form, like an Ebola, these kinds of things that really kill a lot of people. Right. This one's not a killer, it's just easily spread. It's gonna kill a lot of people because everybody's getting it. We're all gonna be exposed at some point. But some belief out there is that this is a good carrier. It, was, it could have been, whether it was developed for the purpose of biological warfare or in nature, it may be a really good carrier. What if it attaches to Ebola? What if it attaches to HIV? And those are the conversations going on in another part of my world that whether it was an accidental, whether it wasn't, this one's not the one to really worry about. We're worried about okay. it. It's freaking havoc. Exactly. This is what I wanted to get to next. Yeah. Because it seems clear, and if you certainly if you go into some of the futurist, um, you know, visionary people, Sylvia Brown and others, I mean, almost all of these beings talk about pandemics of the future that they're actually that will be difficult to contain. And what I see as a silver lining with this one actually is that it's giving us a chance to really identify 
how the immune system works, like you're talking about, how the cytokine response works in the body to prep us for perhaps a time in our lifetime when we're going to be dealing with something much more virulent. We're much more prepared. We have much more knowledge. And it's interesting that you say your friends encounter terrorism. No, no one really knows whether this was supposed to have gotten out in this way or whether that part was an accident, or as you say, whether it was developed as a very effective carrier for even worse things, but it's here. And or it's, naturally occurred. We don't or know. naturally occurred. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The point is it's here now. That's and right. We have to figure out how, how to really work with our own immune systems now. Give me, give me your take on that in terms of silver linings to this. Right. Well, two things. I think we have two silver linings. We've said for years our healthcare system in America is completely broken. It is horrible. This is proven to us. Now yep. it's broken everybody's eyes up. I said nobody's going to be concerned until there's. Well, I've laughed for years. People don't go vote, and I'd say, well, until there's no toilet paper on the shelves. That was just an expression I used. Well, it turned into reality. <laughs> you right? visionary. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a great wake-up call. Physicians are now. MDs, ER docs in my world and all are saying, we will no longer be silenced. We will no longer say, you can't say that or do this. And especially in their world. Now you realize in my world, I've got my own practice. I'm cash pay. I don't have to do. I have to go by my medical standards, but I don't have to worry that I'm going to be fired for speaking out. Those guys have been muzzled for way too long. Yes. They're no longer muzzled. Their lives are on the line. We've lost over a hundred doctors uh, worldwide. So, so, and it's going to get, that'll be worse. So now it's going to be shaken up the system. And I think it's time and I'm sorry it took this to do it, but it was going to take something like this to slap everybody awake and, and to, to make changes. So I think in the long run, people are uh, aware now. And if we don't do anything about it, then shame on us. So that's a good thing. The other thing is from a health perspective, this, oh, I, I'll eat whatever I want. Maybe I'll exercise sometimes. I know I should. And, you know, if I get sick, some doctor somewhere with some pill is going to save me. I hope that <laughs> that attitude has been wiped off everybody's mind because you realize your doctors, the government, no one's going to save you except you. It's up to you to be healthy and happy. And, and that's what all my Facebooks are like, you know, I'm telling them, you know, how to exercise all the things, you know, you should have been doing, you better do it now. Cause if you don't, your immune system, you're a sitting duck and, and, and you can't expect someone to save you. You have to save you. And, Absolutely. And, and I think that is the most powerful lesson in all of this. The systems come, it's yep. other countries too, but certainly in the U S the medical system is so broken. It's yeah. not, yeah. I don't even know how we begin to put this one back together. It's going to take a massive overhaul now. Well, it needed it. It needed yeah. it. Swipe, slate clean. And I think uh, lots of things are being swiped. You know, we're all worried about businesses and finances, but number one thing I keep saying is without your health, you have nothing. You can't deal with your financial disaster. You can't deal with that if you are not physically, emotionally, and spiritually healthy. We've got to take care of our mental. People are having anxiety and depression. It's horrible. It's horrible. So I'm doing a lot of my consults. I mean, it is on the physical body, but a lot of it is emotionally, mentally working with people, trying to get them calmed down, things they can do right now. Because if we don't take care of this, this thing right here called our body, our mind, and our spirit, what else are you trying to save? 
how can we? So I think it's uh, that's a part of the silver lining too. Is is maybe people now will take charge to understand that their health is in their their hands. And we're not talking about radical exercise. You don't have to once the gym's open, you join a gym. You can go out and walk in the sunshine for two or three miles a day. You know, you can do simple things even at home. Um, you're wearing a mask. If you're just, wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, just move. Well, I, you know, it's funny because yeah. I'm out in the country in California. Yeah. You don't see any masks out here because no one's near each other. We're, right, we're right. Acres apart, you see people walking their dogs yeah. along this trail or that one. That's so it, we're kind of lucky, kind of fortunate that we can still breathe freely. Right. Both in the cities and in the suburbs, though, you know, three yeah. days ago, I went out on a limb and I said, listen, I know that CDC who's saying don't wear a mask, save it for the healthcare workers, all that. I said, make your own. I may get in trouble, but you need to do something just to cover, yeah. to stop the spread of so much. And now, of course, that's on national news today about everybody should be wearing a face. And I got good. I won't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that just made common sense. You know, um, and so I, I intermittent, this is a perfect time for people with interval training, six minutes a day. You know, I've got a, a spin cycle or you could do yoga. You know, I tell people about uh, Gaia TV all the time, which you're on about those yoga programs. Listen, turn it on, turn on that TV, the whole family get in there and learn how to do yoga. This is a perfect time, but I like intermittent fasting. That's another thing that we know by the clinicals, at least in mouse studies, helps the immune system greatly. So now's the time to say all the things I know I was going to try or might try for my health, do it now. Well, now we're talking intermittent fasting. You can do yep. basically stop at six o'clock after dinner and don't pick that's up right. until nine in the morning and you've done your intermittent yep. fasting. As long as you've got about 14 hours, that's going to be protected. doesn't matter. You stop at seven or eight or whatever, but that intermittent fasting, there's different ways to do it, right? But that, that right there is the easiest way, Regina. And I think yeah. it's important, you know, and then just, just, just knowing, I love my uh, full spectrum sauna. Those who have saunas do not forget about this. The virus in an in vitro studies, and that's not in the human body, so I can't, I'm just extrapolating information, at 132.8 degrees kill Fahrenheit, yes. kill, kills that virus. So to me, you know, we're going in my full spectrum sauna every day. I'm putting, I like it 142 anyway. That That's not yeah. a poor temperature, but that's out there. So maybe it gets into the capillaries. Maybe it's my skin. Maybe it gets somewhat into my respiratory. I say, why not? So the supplements, the uh, intermittent uh, fasting, the uh, interval training, those are things you can do at home, you yeah. know, and not, not have to get out and do so. It, but it's an important time to do it. And I hope people keep doing it after this crisis passes. I hope so too. Is this and I decided uh, we, we have one, there's only one, I hate the gym. Okay. Um, I just yeah. don't like machines and yeah. doing doors, yeah. but there's yeah. one machine I actually like. So we decided <laughs> to invest in it and that's a rowing machine. Yeah. You can do rowing right. in terms of an intermittent type of workout too. You can, you do interval, you go as hard and fast as you can, you know, for 30 seconds or a minute, wherever level you're at, push it hard and then calm it down and push hard. You only need four to six reps. That's six minutes a day. It's crazy. How say, I don't have time. Yeah. Do, and <laughs> especially do right now. Well, science has come so far. Yeah. And science has come so far in evaluating what the body actually needs. And I'm very grateful to all of the researchers out there and the, fitness, right. the fitness researchers that have come to understand 
You That's don't right. have to do it for 30 minutes. Like oh. six minutes is plenty. Uh, the interval beats an hour on the treadmill. And my power plate, 10 minutes on a power plate is like working out an hour um, without it. Yeah, crazy. So, so you know, I just and I alternate all these things. I'm going to do a face. Everybody keeps asking me. I'm going to do a funny Facebook and just tell them here's my different routines I do. And then if you don't have any of those equipment, here's other things you can do. You don't have to have them. Let me ask you a question here because uh, yeah. I saw something interesting. The very first days of coronavirus. In fact, it was the first day that was really making the news, and I was at a Trader Joe's, and I noticed people. Besides toilet paper, the other hoarding that was going on was wine. People, yeah. <laughs> the wine department at Trader Joe's was wiped out uh, within a couple of days. The aisle shrunk. There was just literally right. like one shelf left. Yeah. But cases of wine. That's Let's right. talk about what, is the, what does alcohol do to the immune system in a situation like this? Well, if, it's, if you're going to have a little bit and your body's used to it, it's going to keep you calm. That's great because we know that stress, it's the effect of stress itself on the body, right? Ooh. It increases, the, it causes headache, all the symptoms of corona, even from the sinus thing, even from the heart going, all of that can happen constriction when we're in stress. Chronic stress causes that cardiovascular, your brain shrinks. I could do a whole thing on stress, but if it's going to help you stay calm and you're doing a little bit great but if you're doing a bunch and you're doing you're not doing a dark red that has less red in it um you know i mean less uh, sugar in it uh then you may be in trouble so it's the sugar in the wines that i would be concerned about in affecting the immune system in a negative way but if you get the the dry red wines and you do you know there's there's companies that specialize in just ketogenic type wine so it doesn't spike blood sugar those are fine but then there's the other side is it because of an addiction and people are going oh my god i can give up everything else but i can't give up my alcohol. oh well that's what i was seeing at trader joe's that day uh -huh. i'm not yeah. giving up my wine what and, about people who drink spirits like um yeah vodka or botanical gins and so forth nice. it's the same thing same thing. If you're just, you know, if your sugars, if you're doing a bunch of sugar and you're drinking a bunch of alcohol, then you're doing yourself a disservice with your immune system, right? But if you're eating pretty healthy, you're not doing a lot of sugars and you want to have a little bit of alcohol to calm you down and enjoy, I don't see a problem with that unless you're diabetic, you know, those kinds of things. But um, I, I, I think that we have to do things in moderation. Now's not the time for a bag of Oreos. Now's right. not the time. And <laughs> right. it's emotional eating. Everybody wants it. You you're saying in my last meal, I've got a funny story here. Uh, when Barry was in New York and it was before Katrina hit, right? I called him and I said, he was in the city, living in the city. And I said, you better go to the grocery store and get non-perishables because it could be a few days if it hits. You don't know, go do that. So he did what I asked. And he said, he turned around behind me and he sent a picture. There was a woman with bags of bacon, uncooked bacon and ice cream. And so all the things that would go bad, right? And he asked her and she said, listen, if this is my last meal, <laughs> and that's all she had. So I think there's a balance here. We bought, you know, some packaged goods, some beans. And all. I mean, I did that three and a half, four weeks ago, just because I bought that stuff. I like beans. I like things that are healthy. I try to get things that we would eat otherwise, but I do have some things, soups and other things in there that I don't love, uh, but I've got them if I need them. Right. But, but I think we've got to just uh, realize that food is your medicine. Hippocrates said it. It can be your worst poison 
or it can be your best medicine. And we need to remember that we're sequestered and we need to make sure that we're choosing the right foods. And so when I do my delivery orders, I look at every item and say, is this going to heal me and protect me? Or is this just for comfort? And it's okay if I've got a comfort cu couple of comforts in there that aren't too bad, that I know I won't want to eat a whole bag of it at once, right? Got to know yourself. Um, so that's how I, I order and that's how people should be ordering. Is it healing yeah. me and protecting me or is it just comforting me for that moment? I know. That, <laughs> that so is, yeah, the parties in that sense, I think, I think for all of us, we've had to become much more sober. I mean, because we... We have become, certainly the people in the West, the West, yeah. I mean, Western yeah. civilization, have become so saturated with being able to meet all of our little preferences. That's right. No shortage of anything, preferences. And we really have overindulged to such a great extent. Oh, I know. I right. mean, even people that do a lot of yoga, I know a lot of yoginis, just crap diets, thinking oh, yeah. do a lot of yoga in, in horrible diets, for right. example. Now it's time to take stock and get this real value system worked out. It That's seems. right. That's right. So all the things you know you should be doing now is the time. And, and you've got the time. You can't use that as an excuse. And if they say, I don't have the money, I'm worried about finances. Listen, vegetables are the cheapest thing you can buy right now. Yeah, that is so, true. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't take that excuse either, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that we've got to know that stress is probably one of the biggest things that's putting us at risk. You know, and if people talk about the uh, couple interesting things about the test, the, the testing, we're finding one in three of those are, are that are showing negative are actually positive. So those numbers we talked about at the beginning, yeah, our numbers are far bigger. And here's my take, Regina. We're all, well, I won't say, never say that word all most of us if not all will be exposed to the coronavirus at in time even if it's not in this wave if if there's a second wave around august if you're going to be exposed so let's say right now for the next six months and then guess what that healthy habits that you've started you're in the you're in the groove now you've created a habit and and we're better off all the way around for those that we love, um, it is it is very sad because I'm on that line too. A lot of my doctors, especially in the other countries, are that really respect, especially Italy. They live with their elders, you know, that's part of their culture, and they are have the elders are having to die alone. You can't have your family and friends there. I know it's horrible. They're in, they're in there. They're dying alone. They're dying in fear, and and it is not the way that our elders should be dying. So that's some of the sadness and grief that we're all going to have to deal with. And in Chinese medicine, you know, the, 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 um, the emotion that's attached to the lungs is grief. Right. So I, I think that we need to be compassionate. We need to be loving. We need to know that there's going to be some sadness and grief in our lives. There already are on my end as a physician. Um, it is that uh, it, it's, it's going to be there and we need to uh, face it with bravery, but with compassion and love and be sure to meditate and do all the things that we should be doing prayer, meditation to help ourselves.
get through all this. I couldn't agree more, Denise. I think you, it's a kind of a wonderful, um, very holistic portrait you've put up for us. I think that I'm very appreciative that you put these nutrients out that other people are not talking about and that you explained the whole cytokine system to us. This is really important. Um, any other final thoughts before we go? And um, do you have a page somewhere on your site that lists these various um, nutri nutrients that we no, should? No, I don't because, again, it really should be specific. It yeah. really should. And that, that's the point. I mean, I could, somebody could say, I read it. She said to take it, they got sick. And then it's all this liability business, which I hate it, but that's the way it is. So no, but um, you know, I'm out there. I've said these, I've said it on my Facebook lives. I continue to say these. So if they go to my Facebook live page, Regina, I've got a lot of information on there, how you should be uh, receiving your groceries. I mean, we we spray bleach on the outside, taking it. There's a whole little protocol. I mean, it stays on, it stays on. Um, now we think clothes. So our shoes stay outside. We don't walk into the house with it. I mean, I've got a lot of information that I think would be helpful for those if they want to go look at those. Okay. What's your uh, Facebook live page under? Uh, um, it's my fan page. So I think it's Dr. Dr. Donnie's warden, W O R D E N. Um, comma NMD. So if they just put in Donnie Swarden, I think they're going to find me. Okay. The other thing, Regina, the last is that I, I am concerned. Um, I'm always concerned and I've done shows with you about quality on these supplements, right? Because they can have bacteria, virus, they can have molds, they can have all kinds of things growing in there, lead, arsenic, and it's always been a problem. The industry is, is a problem. We've got some bad players. Guess what? The FDA last week or two weeks ago said that they are one of the things they're not going to do for right now is, is inspect the supplement plants. So these bad players that are making supplements, they are going to have a heyday. They're going to get, and most of the most, and even with the good players, a lot of our supplements, our raw materials come from China and they need to be tested. And guess what? They're not even CGMP, which is just the manufacturing practice that's not going to be watched over right now. And so I am, I am telling everybody, you know, I've got on my website, drwarden.com, there's a little video there, questions to ask your companies or your doctors to make sure a certificate of analysis right now, more important than ever to make sure you've got quality control products. I mean, I, I, um, I asked for C of A's on every batch of every, um, you know, product I've got. So that's nothing new for me, but I'm one of the weird ones that does that. Not very many people I know do that. That's important to give us a heads up on it because if we're going to be reliant upon these right. different nutrients to build our immune system, we don't want to have garbage in them. And if they have those excipients in it, that, that's going to affect your immune system in a bad way. You'd be better off without any of them unless they're quality. And we'll say that again. You're better off without supplements unless they're quality. Well, let me ask you this in terms of just kind of finding that window. Yeah. If that's what's coming up in the future uh, of production, if you kind of get on board and buy what you have to right now, we're getting the pre, right? Yeah. 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 Well, no, no. We sold yeah. out of vitamin C and NAC. We sold out of these um, in the good quality ones yeah. uh, three weeks ago. Just It's only because I have um, ties in the manufacturing industry and with these companies that I haven't, uh, I haven't been without. Um, I'm getting low on some, but I have some more coming in, but I ordered three weeks ago, Regina. And, okay. um, and so, and, and they know whatever I've got coming in, I get that analysis. I've got the papers showing they did the testing. I won't accept it without. 
So yeah. um, that well, that extra diligent. I mean, you, yeah. I've never met anyone as diligent as you would. Well, a lot of the things that are out there right now are not. They have not been inspected by the FDA, and not that that's a perfect inspection anyway. But at least it's a step. <laughs> oh okay. Well, there you go on that one. So. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, people know how to find you, so at least those we know are certified, and there are other good ones out there too. But there are, yeah. there are. So, well, listen. Any final thoughts? This has been extremely saturated with useful information, which I appreciate greatly. Well, I am doing starting to try to do more of those Facebook lives, Regina, because this is every day. There's new information, and I'm tracking it all, and I'm going, "Good grief! People need to know this, this, and this." And I can't get it out there quick enough. So I'm, you know, no makeup on, da, da, da. I'm just, <laughs> just doing it. And, 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 and so uh, I, I am, uh, I do think that uh, we've got another, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that in a month we'll be out from underneath this quarantine, but I'm planning for two. Um, and I think it's going to be just on the health side of it, not economically. I think we've got at least another six months and some people are saying a year. So uh, it's it, this is going to take some time, and I'm I'm happy that you have your message and your followers that love you and trust you. You do your diligence on who you bring on here, and um, the thoughts are we're going to be okay as a general society. We're going to get past this. It's a huge shakeup, but you know what? We've maybe needed a shakeup for. A while. Well, I've been talking about that as a silver lining for a while. I mean, yeah. it can be painful for a lot of people, especially it's economically. But our, just as our um, health system was completely broken, so is yeah. our economic system broken. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now it's maybe we're going to recreate it to serve all of that's, us. That's right. That's that's the message. And, and you're going to help do that with uh, all of your listeners. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> Well, Denise, thank you so much. I know you're just, you're so busy. Thank God you look cute without a lot of makeup on, huh? <laughs> I don't know about that. I just funny my uh, resource consultation. So I, you know, I'm seeing patients through my telemedicine right now, but then I have people who are not patients, like uh, they have cancer or other things that for a year now, they're used to Zooming with me. I give them guidance. I help them know what they need to do and not do without being a patient. But the, now it's so funny. A couple of them commented, say, you know, they're saying, well, you still look really nice, Dr. Warden, but you really, I can tell you. <laughs> I'm looking, not, not even on this today. Look, I pulled my hair back, Regina. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I won't be back to myself. Self, hard as whip, all that. So, thank you so much. Denise. You're welcome. Thank you. And so, uh, drwarden.com. Uh, no, it's just doctor. Yeah, drwarden.com. Right. W-O-R-D-E-N.com. That's the website. And then the Facebook. I think they can find me in yeah. that fan page. I appreciate. Yeah. Um, that's good. I'm actually starting to enjoy that, Regina. People are asking questions, and I'm getting the oh, hang of it. Live events yeah. are fun once you get yeah. cranky. Okay, oh, here for me. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And everybody again, uh, drwarden.com and WRDEN. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on reginameredith.com. <laughs>